Hey, podcast listeners, this is Charles Chandler. This week, it's episode 57, The Purpose Driven Organization. This is actually an encore presentation from an episode we did back in August of 2016. It's a pretty good one. Enjoy. Welcome to the Age of Organizational Effectiveness. This is a podcast that explores stories about organizations and their performance. I'm your host, Charles Chandler. Well, today we're up to episode number 30, and we're calling this the Effectiveness-Driven Organization. No doubt you've heard about purpose-driven organizations and perhaps mission-driven organizations. We're going to explore those today and then show how the Effectiveness-Driven Organization is a bit different. Well, the purpose-driven organization idea, as far as I can tell, goes back to Rick Warren's book, um, first about the purpose-driven life, which was a book he wrote in the 1970s, uh, but the purpose-driven church was uh, first published in 1995. There he says, all living things grow if they're healthy. He says the church is an organism, not an organization. If it's not growing, it's dying. So the basic idea behind the purpose-driven church is to remove the barriers so that it does grow. God wants churches to grow, he says. So fast forward uh, about 20 years to uh, 2013 or so, and 2014, we see the purpose-driven company idea um, emerge uh, in some of the mainstream media. For instance, um, Fast Company in uh, 2015. Author Sherry Hakami says that starting and surviving in today's economy is hard, but the companies that figure it out have something in common, the pursuit of purpose alongside the pursuit of profit. And purpose mobilizes people in a way that pursuing profits alone never will. An organization without purpose manages people and resources, while an organization with purpose mobilizes people and resources. So for her, purpose is the key ingredient for a strong, sustainable, scalable, organizational culture. It's an unseen yet ever-present element that drives an organization. So one example she gave in the Fast Company article is about um, a household goods company called Seventh Generation. They manufacture more or less unexciting products such as dish soap and fabric softener and toilet paper. But the company's products are authentically imbued with a high purpose, a higher purpose, to inspire a consumer revolution that nurtures the health of the next seven generations. So this is the idea of combining purpose with profit, to have a essentially a vision plus value statement that mobilizes employees and lifts their spirits toward a higher goal. What they're looking for in purpose is really a clear and comprehensive narrative that tells how essentially the mission, the vision, and the values fit together. In the absence of purpose, a company's leadership is likely to have greater difficulty in motivating employees and putting the company on the course to success, she says. With purpose, however, a company can create positive value that is far greater than the sum of its parts. Also, we see an article in... Huffington Post, this one's from 2015 as well. This is in The Future of Work, Creating Purpose-Driven Organizations. 
There's really a new employee value proposition here. At this company, you will grow, for instance, get support toward exploring your personal interests and goals. You'll also get support in your relationships, work with and help others who appreciate you, and have an impact, make concrete and long-standing impact on the world. So there's a new value proposition for employees in working for a purpose-driven company. And so it attracts um, new employees toward the hiring process, as well as retaining their talent over the longer term. Uh, Forbes had a, uh, an article in 2013, November 2013, about Game Changers, where they profile the world's top purpose-driven organizations using business as a force for good. It was clear in this study, when they looked at 500 companies, that the objective wasn't to maximize profit, but rather to maximize benefit to people and the planet. What wasn't clear, however, they said, was how to keep score. While we normally do think of nonprofits as being purpose-driven organizations, there's also a significant movement toward for-profit organizations as being purpose-driven. Examples that were given in the Forbes article include Whole Foods, IDEO, Google, and Zappos. For instance, at Google, they invested in creating an exceptional work environment with themed workspaces, slides between floors, free gourmet food, and radical amounts of employee autonomy. Another uh, new legal entity is the Benefit Corporation that's come on the scene in recent years. Forbes says that as doing good continues to prove to be good business, it can be expected that more major corporations will join this new game. The editors of the Academy of Management Journal uh, also had an article in 2014 about organizations with purpose. They noticed that trust in business is improving from its low point in 2009, but still remains dishearteningly low. Recent surveys report that only one in four members of the general public trust business leaders to correct issues, and only one in five trust them to tell the truth and make ethical and moral decisions. The conduct of business is often perceived as consuming trust, the trust that has been embodied in brands that reflect reputations from past performance or the social desirability of products. Discussions about capitalism generally focused on the oft-repeated argument on the role of corporations as economic agents, which is a discussion generally perpetrated by business schools and regulations prescribing corporate and managerial behavior. But they say that perhaps the answer lies more fundamentally in redefining organizations as purposeful, with purpose defining the remit and scope of business activity. An intentional and broadened focus on purpose can help address these challenges. So the Academy of Management editorial calls for greater attention to the rediscovery of purpose. They identify themes that link purpose to larger values that promote the well-being of society and individuals within and outside of business. So the Academy of Management comes down on the side that says, uh, we believe that purpose can provide an overarching framework as well as open new possibilities for inquiry that examine the role of business in society, where business and society are interdependent. One cannot uh, flourish without the other. Focusing on purpose sets the challenge for all businesses in terms of promoting the common good 
or genuinely aiming to provide products and services that benefit society. The pursuit of the common good demands paying attention to the least of society. Clearly, every decision of every business cannot benefit all. The issue is more the extent to which businesses think of possible impact, both positive and negative, on those least able to have a voice and act in the context of those realities. The common good assumes that we not only have individual goals, but that we also participate in joint or common projects. Academy management editors also discuss six values that could potentially help organizations achieve purpose, So if purpose is to be the defining characteristic, then it is important that people are true to purpose. That requires that appropriate behaviors and practices, in effect, building the character of the individual, the organization, and society. So we won't go further into detail on these things, but only to say that, according to the Academy of Management, purpose provides an overarching framework to substantiate the need for businesses in society, and to amplify the positive impact they generate in the communities where they operate. To restore trust in business, it is important to ensure that such topics are not sidebars to the main story that features short-term profitability, inequality of outcomes, and self-interest. Focusing on purpose can provide a framework for connecting the dots among research streams. In summary, uh, the Academy Management believes that there's an urgent need to reframe how we collectively understand the purpose of businesses, the reason for which it is created and exists, and as citizens, consumers, and colleagues decide what we want and act accordingly. There's There's nothing predetermined about how the role of business in society will evolve in coming years and decades. It involves moral and social choice. So let me turn now to a a quote from a chapter in a a book called Purpose, The Starting Point of Great Companies by Nikos Morgulianis. He says, How then do you know a great company? By the quality of its action, the capacity to accomplish sustained, powerful, and valuable results. A great company is one that embodies a purpose in such a way that its quality of action is high. Such a company will naturally produce results that exalt the lives of shareholders, customers, employees, suppliers, regulators, and neighbors. It won't need to take on their demands as an obligation. A great company, in short, not only sustains itself, but it provides continuing evidence of the value of its existence. Not only makes a product or provides a service that people want, but it does so in a way that makes people glad that in that this particular company has come into existence, if only because of the great way that it plays its role. So that's the background of the purpose-driven organization and the purpose-driven company in particular. But let me now contrast that with what we've talked about earlier in other podcasts about positive organizational effectiveness and what we would have to call, in this case, the effectiveness-driven organization. And you'll recall that our three-step, three-phase process that we talked about in our last episode, be virtuous, discover effectiveness, become great. Discovering effectiveness is where we take on the values, the virtuous values that are going to guide us along the road ahead. But then when it comes to effectiveness, the effectiveness-driven organization comes from a different frame. It's a frame that says the purpose of every organization is the same. That is, to be effective within within its environment. 
And to be effective within its environment, it has to serve its environment and be rewarded in return because organizations survive on the interchange with their environment. The problem with the purpose-driven organization is that there's no way to gauge whether we have the right purpose. Whereas in the effectiveness-driven organization, we gauge effectiveness by the successful interchange of benefits across the supply-demand interface. And so an organization survives if it's serving its environment effectively, and it thrives in the same way. Certainly Apple, Google, Amazon are all doing very well on these accounts. The demand for their products and services is extremely high and growing. And the values they embody in their organizations are also virtuous, at least to the extent that we know about them. So in summary, what I would say is that the purpose-driven organization is really more about using the goal model, the GOAL model, that we've talked about previously, which is a model that, as we've said earlier, goals are not created equal, and there's no way to know whether we have the appropriate goal and whether we're measuring against a reality. Whereas in the effectiveness-driven organization, we have a more comprehensive framework that gives us a way to judge success. Not only do we take on virtuous values to begin with, but we do have an objective referent to actually observe in the field to tell us whether we are successful. I think we're going to leave it at that for today. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to be trying to fill in the gaps in the book that I'm writing, and some of the episodes to come will attempt to do that. These are not really in any order, uh, not in the same order they're in in the book, but uh, we're trying to fill in some gaps. Before long, we will go back to interviewing managers and thought leaders, and uh, we'll have some new episodes along those lines in the future. So join us again next week as we again explore stories about organizations and their performance. I'm your host, Charles Chandler. Goodbye for now.